I've been doing a series of videos uh, that give a summary of the chapters in Charles Spurgeon's book titled Lectures to My Students. And the chapter title for this week's episode is The Need for Decision for Truth. The chapter is so good, I was tempted just to read it and record the reading of the chapter. Uh, but instead, I'm going to give you a summary and encourage you to read the book for yourself. You'll be glad you did. At first glance, this chapter may sound like a lesson on how to lead people during your sermon to make a decision for Christ when your sermon concludes. But that's not what this chapter is about at all. This chapter is about why preachers need to make up their minds about what is true and then to stick to it through their ministry. Spurgeon lived in an age when theological liberalism was beginning to invade the church. Ministers of all denominations were beginning to chip away at the doctrinal pillars of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Spurgeon saw the need to call his fellow preachers to take a stand, to make a decision for truth. What Spurgeon warned about in his day, this creeping in of theological liberalism, continues still today. And his words are, continue to ring true, and his warnings are relevant for preachers today. There is still, especially with the advent of the internet and social media, there is still this pressure, an increasing pressure on preachers to modify their message to appeal to a larger crowd. I'm going to divide this chapter along three lines, and these three headings are three questions that Spurgeon asks and answers in this chapter. We will only get through one of these questions today. Those three questions are this, in what ought we to be positive? That is, what hills ought we to be willing to die on? The second question is, how are we to show this decision? And the third question is, why should we at this particular age be decided and bold? Those are the three questions that Spurgeon asks and answers in this chapter. And again, I'll get through the first one today. Spurgeon begins by affirming that truth exists. That seems like something that doesn't need to be said, but it does. And we live in a day and age where there is a continual pushback against this very idea that there is truth. There is truth. And if there is one thing that the preacher must be firm upon, is it is this idea that truth exists. Spurgeon put it this way. Our forefathers were particular about maintaining landmarks. They had strong notions about fixed points of revealed doctrine and were very tenacious of what they believed to be scriptural. Their fields were protected by hedges and ditches, but their sons have grubbed up the hedges, filled up the ditches, laid all level, and played at leapfrog with the boundary stones. The school of modern thought laughs at the ridiculous positiveness of reformers and Puritans. My firm old-fashioned belief is that some doctrines are true, and that statements which are diametrically opposite to them are not true. What are the hills that we must be willing to die upon? Spurgeon starts with the existence of God. He says, I am certain that there is a God, and I mean to preach it as a man does who is absolutely sure. He is the maker of heaven and earth, the master of providence and the Lord of grace. 
Let his name be blessed forever and ever. We will have no questions and debates as to him. He then mentions the infallibility of the Bible, saying, We are equally certain that the book which is called the Bible is his word, and is inspired. Not inspired in the sense in which Shakespeare and Milton and Dryden may be inspired, but in an infinitely higher sense, so that, provided we have the exact text, we regard the words themselves as infallible. We believe that everything stated in the book that comes to us from God is to be accepted by us as his sure testimony, and nothing less than that. God forbid we should be ensnared by those various interpretations of the modus of inspiration, which amount to little more than frittering it away. The book is a divine production. It is perfect, and is the last court of appeal, the judge which ends the strife. I would as soon dream of blaspheming my Maker as of questioning the infallibility of his word. Spurgeon goes on to mention such doctrines as the doctrine of the Trinity, the person of the Holy Spirit, the necessity of the new birth, and justification by faith. These points of decision do not stop there. Spurgeon goes on to conclude, And everything else which we believe to be true in the Scriptures we shall preach with decision. If there be questions which may be regarded as moot or comparatively unimportant, we shall speak with such a measure of decision about them as may be comely. But points which cannot be moot, which are essential and fundamental, will be declared by us without any stammering, without any inquiring of the people, what would you wish us to say? Yes, and, and without the apology, those are my views, but other people's views may be correct. We ought to preach the gospel, not as our views at all, but as the mind of God, the testimony of Jehovah concerning his own Son, and in reference to salvation for lost men. He that hath God's word, let him speak it faithfully, and he will have no need for answering gainsayers, except with a, Thus saith the Lord. This, then, is the matter concerning which we are decided. Spurgeon makes a strong and important point. We must be decided regarding the fundamental truths of the Word of God. And this is the essence of Christian fundamentalism. It is that there are truths which we will not compromise. There are doctrines that are not up for debate. The Bible is clear, and we hold to them, and we will continue to hold to them by the grace of God. Now, I know that some would be listening and wondering, well, what if our lists of fundamental truths don't necessarily match up? Well, that's, that's going to happen, isn't it? Because our lists of non-negotiable doctrines, our fundamental truths, perhaps don't match up item for item, that doesn't give us permission to be squeamish about the truth. The old adage is, if you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. And that's true. And my brothers, we live in a day and age where now more than ever, more so even in Spurgeon's day, there is a need for preachers to be resolute in the faith and to take a firm stand for truth uncompromisingly. There's more in this chapter, but we'll save it for next time. Until then, I hope you preach with the favor of God, with the power of His Spirit, and with the blessing of His Word.